Hello everyone and welcome back to the Souls Conquest in conversation with this is season 4 I'm Madhurima Sopati and this season is going to be lit I have some amazing guests coaches conquerors entrepreneurs from all around the world who are super excited to share with you their stories who are excited to share with you how they started what obstacles they faced how they overcame it some amazing topics that they are experts at all in hopes to inspire you and to let you know that you're not alone on this journey i hope that today's episode has an amazing impact on you and i'm super excited to get started so let's go baby woohoo hello and welcome to the souls conquest and conversation with amy baski We are here. We are here. We are here. I'm so excited because I had a live with Amy about a month or so ago, and it was so phenomenal that I had to have you here. I had to have you here and have you share your thoughts, your opinions on this podcast. So thank you so much for being here, Amy. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here, and um, what a way to set kick off a new year, right? definitely <laughs> definitely so hey for those of you you know in the audience for those of them who don't know you could you share a bit about yourself you know go crazy the spotlight is on absolutely. you absolutely i'll keep it as short as possible because no, we're no, here no, to okay. share an insight about all of those who are listening so uh yes i am amy barsky and i'm a mind and body master coach and what that means is i help people connect their mind and body cuz so so often we're disconnected we're disconnected from our heart and our head and we live a lot in our mind and we get overwhelmed and experience anxiety and depression because everything is swirling up here when the reality is when we drop into our heart and find out what the body's been holding on to because our body is an incredible living library of all experiences and if there's anything there that's not serving us from this moment forward we get to get in there and and pretty much do a clearing a cleansing and then a reboot of the entire system so the nervous system emotional physical mental spiritual and it's a a lot of fun when i work with my clients because they really they show up powerfully for themselves i hold them in a way that just the guidance is there's just so much magic that happens and it truly in a nutshell it's an honor and privilege to serve those who come in and want to do the work because i've been there myself and i still i'm a human being so i still have my moments and it's not to say that you know i'm perfect because i'm a coach i'm still human and i love this human design that we get to uh create life as a playground is one of my philosophies. If I can remember that life is a playground to figure out how can I make this more playful? How can this be more easy? How does this get to have uh less stress and tension and more ease and flow and juiciness and joy around it? And so that's something that um, we're here to talk about today. So that's a little bit about me. Let's go. <laughs> I I loved that so much and especially I loved it because that's something that I do as well. like not completely but it's a part of the process right the burnout process as well is to be aware of yourself and reconnect with yourself and have conversations with yourself because that's what creates the awareness and i love the playful vibe i love that you're going into it with so much passion to help your clients which i want yeah. people to hear this powerfully show up for themselves to just you know push them further and be like yes you got this you got this love that so much oh my gosh amy uh thank you so much for sharing that so this is a weird question okay and you know you can have fun with it what do you create 
right now as a coach. So what this means is you could talk about the end result of it. You could talk about the solutions that you create or just have fun with it. Basically, what do you create as a coach? When I'm working with clients one-on-one, you mean? Mm, Yeah. Okay. So what I like, my intention is to create a safe and sacred space when we come into a call where they feel so held, so seen and so supported that, um, they, the, their system, like their nervous system allows them to open up, to see what's truly there. Because when we don't feel safe, we don't allow that. We put up our walls, we put up guards. And so, my pure intention is to create that safe and sacred space and to be present, you know, so often, um, we as coaches and I'll speak primarily for myself, we're like, Oh, I have my plan and my Mm. pillars and my, my program and my course, whatever it is that you have the structure for is amazing. However, it's so important to meet your client where they're at. Mm. So if you come into the space going, oh, we're going to do X, Y, Z today. And they come into the space and they're over here. Guess what? You get to meet them over there and see what happens and what unfolds more naturally versus, oh, well, I have this plan and this is what we're going to do. So it's really about personalizing it Mm. to the client's needs Mm. every single time you come into session, every single time. Versus like, oh, well, this is the, we're on a four week journey or we're on an eight week journey. It needs to look like this, right? The control factor. So it's letting them go of the control. And also how can you hold the client at their highest and greatest without letting them fall into the victim or the villain or the Mm -hmm. hero, the drama triangle that we talk about a lot and create something that's going to, uh, within that session, I always ask, how can we make this a 10 out of 10? What is, because they might come in and go, Oh my God, I have all these things. And if my client comes in with like five things I want to work on, what's your top priority today? What would be, what would be the most important? What would help you the most? What would be the service the most right now? Because we can't usually cover all five in one session, right? And sometimes when you touch on that one, everything touches. So, so often that will rip the other thing. So, yeah, you know, it is about being the expert in the, in the session, in that space and space for them to truly open up and see what's possible to clear out the clutter of what's there. Maybe it's a subconscious um, program that's negative. I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. Maybe they're playing into into the villain role and putting blame on everyone else, whatever it might be. um, Giving that permission slip to let it all out. They can release it. I do a lot of somatic releasing as well, which Mm -hmm. is like different ways. Might be breath work. It might be a physical movement move it out of their bodies, not just their minds. So Mm -hmm. that's one of my specialties is, is trauma-informed work. So it's a lot of fun. So that's usually what I create in the space with my clients. That's my intention. That was so beautiful. And, you know, like I want to uh, bring this to focus because when I joined as a coach in ECC, which is a program, uh, which is a part of Kaboom, I was someone who I have always been someone who has to have control. Right. And so the very first time I heard this, that, you need to let go of control and you need to meet their clients. My mind went, no, but my heart meant, okay, you know what? That actually makes sense because it's not about you. It's about your client. You have to meet them where they are. But my mind was like, control, you have to have it. And it was like, I think think that happens more often to newer coaches Mm. because you know, maybe you, you haven't like when you, when you don't feel confident, 
Mm. that's those pillars are what you're standing on. Those are your two feet. You know what I mean? So I totally, I hear what you're saying. It's actually quite normal to feel like, well, it's gotta look like this. So I feel safe. Yeah. I think so it's about, it's about marinating in that dance of, okay, sure. Um, maybe there are some insecurities. Maybe there, there is a little nervousness and this is what I'm here for. This is my growth edge as a coach. Yeah. Because yeah. our clients are beautiful reflections as well. So it's not, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I said, keeping in mind, remembering, yes, as coaches, we might have tools and certificates and modalities and certifications and all the, all the learnings mm-hmm. and we're still human. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. And I wanted to ask you this uh, for the people who are listening right now, for the new coaches who are out there listening to this podcast, could you kind of go a bit deeper into the drama triangle, what it means and how oh. that kind of, yeah. Amazing question. <laughs> this is something that I have a lot of fun with because it's mm-hmm. like something that you have to put into perspective every time you are on a call during a call and after a call, I believe, mm-hmm. you know, you, you have to consciously be present to not place yourself or the client in either of those three positions. Yes. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. It's such a great question. So the drama triangle is literally a triangle and you can Google it. There's tons of videos out there around like, what is that? And, and what does it mean? And all things. So basically in each section, uh, each, each point, because and the reason why they call it a triangle is because triangle is the strongest shape. Mm, It's stronger than any other shape in the world. So in the drama triangle, you've got your villain, your victim, and your hero. And almost always we are playing one of those roles. If I'm having conversation with someone, I'm playing the hero, the victim, or the villain almost always because it's the human design to put yourself in the, I'm going to save you role. I'm going to be the hero. I'll fix it for you, which a lot of coaches do, right? I want to fix you. Nobody's broken. Please remember that nobody's broken, right? And then there's there's the villain role, which is something I played for a really long time in my life of blaming other people, blaming everything outside myself. Uh, and specifically others, right? Blaming others. And then there is the victim of the woe is me and the, and the pity party. Mm, and yeah. so almost always we're playing one of those roles and um, you get to shift that. So you have the awareness of like, oh shit, I see my, sorry. <laughs> I see myself saying, <laughs> um, you know, I'm going to save you. I'm being the hero or I'm going to, you know, pity party myself or pointing the finger at others. There's actually a, um, I don't, it's the empowerment. I don't know if they call it a triangle, but the empowerment dynamics. Mm. Uh, and so that's, you can shift it from, you know, a hero victim or villain into a challenger creator and, uh, and coach. So mm. challenger creator and coach. And so those ideas of, of like, so flipping the triangle into something yeah. that's actually a service. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, I love that. And, uh, you know, for content creators out there, uh, you know, like as a content creator, I feel like we sometimes subconsciously also put ourselves in the drama triangle, like especially when we are uh, trying to put some educational content out there. Subconsciously, there is this mind shift that happens where we go, oh, I'm going to educate this person because they have no idea about this. And Mm -hmm. so like this was something that I realized literally a week ago where I was like I might be feeling this energy subconsciously but there's a huge chance the people that I'm working with the audience who are like soul 
guided coaches, entrepreneurs and creatives, they might feel this instantly that, mm-hmm. oh, oh, okay. Like there's this weird shift in energy where they're oh. like, maybe I don't know enough. And that's something that's extremely important, right? Especially when you're helping someone and educating someone to realize that they are already aware. You just need yeah. to push them into that awareness that they are aware yeah. and mm-hmm. reminding them and helping them remember. Yes. This is and so it's really, important. I yeah. love that. I love that. It, that. What you said is so on point. And it's also, um, what I'll add to that, it's teach what you know. Mm. Like teach what you know. Teach, share, I'll say teach, well, share, guide. Guide yeah. with what you know already. Until mm-hmm. you've got more education, more experience, more whatever. Like the reason why you're in this space uh, you know, creating a, a career for yourself around healing or coaching, whatever you call yourself, that's already in your blueprint. It's in your human design. Okay. So there's the thing called the law of emergence, which is so yes. exciting because when something wants to emerge, the birth, the birth of whatever that is, that idea, that reel, that post, that mm-hmm. course, that program, that talk, that book, Whatever it is, that's the law of emergence coming through. And almost always from the law of emergence is, is uh, if you look at the, the root, is your blueprint. The mm-hmm. blueprint of the true self, the self that you were born with. Because yeah. when we came into this world, we were pure, whole, complete, curious, excited. And this is called your true self. Mm. And in, in the mm, uh, world that we live in, yeah. We are inundated with culture, religion, food. How do you communicate? How do you, um, how do you deal with money? How, what does love mm-hmm. look like? And this is all within your family, within the dynamics of your household, your environment. So if your environment, your circumstance, your situation is not um, in alignment with your true self, and it almost always isn't because yeah. there's all these dynamics coming in, then you start to wear a mask. I wear the mask of this is the faith I have to follow because my parents told me so. This is the belief I have around money because this is what I see from my parents' lens of like, oh my gosh, we never have enough money. Save, 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 or scarcity, 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 right? Oh, this is the belief around food because this is what we eat. Maybe it's a, you know, a family that eats a lot of fried foods or clean fruits and vegetables all the time. Like whatever it is, you're learning from the get-go and you are a sponge, and your brain actually doesn't stop developing until you're 25 years old. The, the yeah. bulk of it is up to seven, eight years old mm. of your, your belief systems. But after that, then you're practicing these belief systems and you're going in out into the world and you're still learning and absorbing like a sponge. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so all of a sudden at 25, you are living this life and like 10 years go by and you're like, why do I feel like I'm stuck in a rut? Why do I keep attracting the same crappy relationships? Why can't I seem to ask for promotion promotion at work? Why can't I seem to up-level my, my financial income or my health? Mm-hmm. Why do I feel like I'm on a yo-yo diet all the time? Yeah, There's something in your subconscious programming, probably from your youth years, that is still running. Mm-hmm. It's still running the show. So until you get in there and reprogram, literally rewire your brain, which is so possible. Neuroscience is fascinating. They I keep know. coming out with yeah. more and more studies, right? And so it's like, we know now that you're not born, um, you know, with a certain amount of intelligence and like, that's it. 
Mm. skills and that's it. You get to actually, your brain is malleable. You get to play-doh and create and, and, and play and, and decide like literally deliberately decide for yourself versus running from the old program. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting. We, we upgrade our phones, we upgrade our computers. We, we take out the viruses, we clean everything. We put it back in, we get new ones. We don't do that for our own human design and we're computers. Yeah. We are computers. Oh, I love that. And you know, that makes a lot of sense because particularly in my journey, and this is something that I feel like all entrepreneurs listening to this podcast will relate to. Like there are a lot of blocks that you might not be aware of, Mm -hmm. but then the minute someone says it, it just goes, Oh wait, I think I have that. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> that was very literally like I when I started out, I was like, yo, born of soul coach, this, that, this, that. And then you know, I was like, huh, but like I'm not earning a lot of money, right? But I was like, it, it's just normal, it's just a part of being a new entrepreneur and being a, a coach in a world where a lot of people still don't know what a coach means. And so I was just like, yeah, I mean, this is normal until someone just showed up and went. I think it was Preston, to be completely honest, who went, yo, this is <laughs> this is this is some nonsense blogs that you have, right? Like, and mm-hmm. that made me realize, holy shit, like, you know, what the hell? Like, I have so many money blogs that go yeah. back to how I have perceived life since mm-hmm. childhood and how I have seen my parents, yeah. my grandparents, yeah. and I heard uh, stories about their grandparents, about right? money, and like I have always been in that scarcity mindset. Of, no, and I noticed the lineage yeah. you spoke into. My yeah. parents, my grandparents, the lineage goes back, 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 right. back, back. So there's where, and 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 all the listeners, please hear this. Please hear this deeply. Compassion. Mm. You are working on a lineage of limiting beliefs. So almost always, you're not going to just flip a light switch and that's going to be different. You're going to practice this new belief system until you have embodied it. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to add on to that, right? Like practice that is so important because unblocking your limiting beliefs is not a linear process. You're going to take 10 steps ahead in a day and then go back 20 the very next because you had some stuff come up for you and you just went, maybe I was right. Maybe my parents were right about about saving money. And then the very next day, you're going to be like, no, you know what? I am going to, like you said, you know, have I have the play-doh of how yeah. I'm building my life and I choose to look at it in this way. And so you will go five steps forward. So it's not linear. It's completely normal while you are unblocking yes. these limiting beliefs to go back and forth a lot of times till you find a pace where you're comfortable in going till you are like, you know, completely, like you said, embodied it within yourself that, hey, no, you know what? Yeah. I got this. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so, so, so I wanted to ask you, how did you start? Like, where did your journey start from? How did you decide to oh, be a coach and, <sighs> you know, work with anxiety and mind and body connection? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, you know, we all have a journey. Mm-hmm. We're all on a journey. Your soul is signed up for a particular path. And, um, 
I mean, I could go down a, a thousand paths right now. I think the simplest was, um, I, okay. So in, in my childhood, I felt very disconnected. I felt like I didn't belong. I felt like an outcast, felt like the black sheep is what a lot of us relate it to. Mm. And I didn't have a lot of friends and I isolated myself, nor did I learn the importance of community and relationships because I wasn't taught this in my household. Remember going back to the environment that we grew yeah. up in. Yeah. And so I didn't really understand um, the level of importance it came to when, when creating friendships. And so I isolated myself and which of course created more depression, more anxiety, more, I don't belong. I don't fit in more stories that I told myself. Right. And, um, yeah, I just felt that way. Most of my life, I felt that I didn't fit in no matter what I did or what group I belonged to. Mm. And, um, they just, it was a story that kept going on and on like a hamster wheel in my mind, which created just more and more, um, isolation. Mm -hmm. And I believed in the story of this is what you should do with your life. You go to school, you get an education, you find yourself a good job or a job <laughs> to pay the bills. Uh, you get married, you start a family, you have all the things, you know, you have a home, a car, all, all you know, vacation, all the things. Mm -hmm. And, uh, <clears throat> And so I was feeling lots of pressure in my thirties. I was with, I was with a particular gentleman in relationship. We were engaged. We weren't married yet. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, if I don't do this now, what are people going to think of me? And I felt a lot of pressure from society, family, all the above. And so we went ahead we got married. We were already having conflict before the marriage. It was on, if I'm truthfully honest here, like I was hoping getting married would save our relationship. I thought that would like fix things. Yeah. No. Now, mind you, I wasn't doing my inner work. I had, I had almost zero connection to like spirituality mm. or, 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 or just even like evolution of like, of, um, being a conscious human being, whether yeah. you want to call it spiritual or not. And I ended up, my brother passed away right before a couple a year or two before the wedding. And I was in this frantic state of mind of like, what, who am I in the world? What mm. is death? And then six months after he passed away, another friend of mine uh, committed suicide. And so I was really swirling in all my stuff of like, what, why am I here? What am I doing with my life? I need to get on, on top of things. And so I pushed forward with the wedding thinking that would be like, you know, my next, you know, that would, that would um, create the idea of success or then I would feel fulfilled. Mm. And honestly, it was, it just created more turmoil. Um, it deepened my, my, it deepened my, um, disconnect to myself. Like I really true. I truly felt it. I was more aware of it. Wow. I'm so disconnected. And so I started asking questions. I started doing a little bit of self-development. I actually started with meditation. I started with simple, um, meditation, just sitting with myself and I was on a path to evolution and it was, it was creating a huge, um, riff in our, in, in my relationship. And so finally I said, you know what? I broke down. It was a Tuesday in June. I'll never forget it in 2012. I will never forget that day. And I just sat on my living room floor in tears, panic attack, anxiety. I couldn't breathe, just like just heaving and and like asking myself, what the freaking frack am I gonna do with my life? 
what am I doing with my life? And if you looked at my, like the bird's eye view of my life, it looks great. I had a beautiful home in, in California, mm. on, like near the water, mountains, sunshine. I had a car. I had a job because I kept changing jobs just to pay the bills, but I had a job mm-hmm. and, uh, but I was flailing. And I said, if I don't walk away from all of this, I'm, I'm never going to find myself again. <laughs> I felt so lost. I was yeah. like, okay. I got, I, I, I have to do this. I get to do this for myself. Yeah. And so I packed my bags literally that day. I spoke to him. I had a conversation. I said, this is where I'm at. This is what I need. And da, da, da. And I, I chose myself for one of the first times in my life because I was a good people pleaser. And so, yeah, it was wild because I got to hit the reset button Mm. and, um, it was hard. I stayed with friends. I slept on a couch. Like I, you know, I did all the things to like get back on my feet, but what was really beautiful was that it was like, uh, doors started to open. Um, I started practicing Kundalini yoga, which is a much different, um, uh, idea than what I was doing meditation wise before that. I, okay. I have it. I don't, well, you know what this is. Yeah. It's not <laughs> Yeah. That's one of the Kundalini symbols of, yeah. of yeah. Um, creator of life, uh, infinite um, love and um, dark shadows and, and light and all of that. And it blew my mind that I could do this for myself. And mm-hmm. so if I should, if there's one thing you're walking away with, please walk away with this. Don't wait until something tragic happens, like a divorce, like a death, like an illness. Please, if you have a nudge on your heart that you're like, oh, get on that train, get, mm. listen to that nudge, listen to that. That's something there. And I didn't listen to mine for a really, really, really long time. So like, I encourage you. I know sometimes we, I guess we have to hit that rock bottom point. We don't want to listen to other people. Yeah. <laughs> because we can't see it. We're in it. We're like, yeah. I'm in it, you know? Um, but yeah, so that was the beginning of my journey. I went and I had a ton of, beautiful, um, experiences with Kundalini yoga. I studied with a mentor for about two years. Then I started working with a trauma coach to help me with my own trauma to help because anxiety and depression is, is the symptoms of trauma. And if those are like, what the heck is trauma? Trauma is too much, too fast, too soon. When your nervous system gets shocked and it goes into a state of flight, fight, flight, freeze, or appease. And you're like, (gasps) And in that moment, within that 24 hour period of, of having that experience of trauma, your body goes into response and it creates limiting beliefs to keep you safe. It does it to keep you safe. However, almost always down the line, it's actually holding you back from living in the present time. It's keeping you in the past. And so I did a ton of trauma work. And as I was doing my trauma work, I was actually teaching yoga and Pilates. And I started to share what I was learning in my classes, mm-hmm. I would just share it and be like, Oh my gosh. You know, I talk about the mind, yeah. talk about emotion, talk about this. So many people were like, are you, are you also a coach? Do you do, 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 do you know? And I was like, no, no, not me. No. Cause I didn't <laughs> believe that that was possible. Mm. And then I started working more and more with coaches and then started learning and understanding, um, uh, really just truly moving through the tolerance level that gets to expand in our, in our minds. Cause that's usually what's small and that's, what's blocking us. And that was the game changer, you know, just 
really doing the work for myself and going, I have, I, I want to share this. I want to share this with everyone and anyone. So I started doing women's workshops. I started doing like really cool breath work events and things like that. And, and so that just expanded into great. Um, I'm going to take this on full time. So this is my, luckily I'm very lucky and blessed and privileged, like I said earlier, to do this work and that this is my main focus. And I do like, yeah. So this is in, in a nutshell, my whole entire life, I've been some type of teacher. I've taught Mm -hmm. dance and gymnastics. I've taught reading, writing, and math to kids. I've taught yoga and Pilates. Like I've always been some type of teacher or guide. Mm -hmm. And this, it feels so natural. It feels so normal. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and I want to, um, I want to celebrate you because that's something that happened with me as well. Uh, the feeling natural about it uh, when I, you know, like I have been someone who's been shifting jobs and I always thought because this was my multi-passionate tendency of um, doing something, getting excited about it, going in full, you know, like with a lot of focus and then suddenly getting bored with it. And I used to be like, okay, you know what? Like, mm-hmm. I think that's just me until I started coaching and I was like, this feels so natural to me. Like I still haven't had that moment of I'm getting bored with this because there is so much to learn and I'm having so much fun with it. And I think that's, that's crucial, right? Like, and I feel like everything that I've done so far led me to the point where I am right now, where I can feel excited about coaching. And so I want to ask you, uh, if you were to do it all over again, would you do it? Mm, do what? <laughs> The entire journey, right? Like from the very beginning to where you are right now, or even parts of the journey, would would you do it? And if I it's too personal a question, yeah. I, I, I would do things differently. And not that I regret it because it got me where I am, but I would definitely make different choices for sure. Yeah. Um, I just feel, yeah, I would. And I didn't, you know, and specifically with coaching, mm. um, I remember... I wanted to start an online program. I had an idea in my mind that I was doing it. I was doing it in live events. It was called the shift, which is my yeah. method that I'd created. Um, and I was doing live events called the shift. And I was like, I want to create an online program where people can experience this from all over the world. And this was mm, social media. Wasn't like it is now. It was a little less. Mm. Um, this was back in 2000, probably 18. Mm. And, uh, I didn't really understand the value of, of building community first. I was like, Oh, well, you know, I'll just sell it and people will buy it. Well, I didn't yeah. have anyone to sell it to. So yeah. I spent a lot of money, a lot of energy, a lot of time building this. And I went, I pulled the trigger too soon. Mm. Yeah. And so what I learned now, what I encourage uh, my clients now that our coaches are building their business is to start with your one-on-one clients and really build up your, your everything, build up your confidence, build up your, your pay rate, your scale, build up your skills, your tools, like build that um, before you say, I'm going to do group or I'm going to do online. Because if you don't have anyone to sell it to, mm. like build your audience, build your, build your community. Oh, yeah, I love that. Um, I wanted to ask you a personal question. So you mentioned that there was a point of time in your life where you decided to walk away. Um, Did that at some point because of your people pleasing tendencies that you mentioned before feel like you were running away from it? And did that prevent you from like, you know, was there a little bit of assistance 
when it came to walking away from it like was there a little voice in your mind that went don't give um, me- my marriage you mean yeah well i to to be truly transparent i stepped out of it a few times in the relationship and in the marriage we had we had moments where we took some breaks yeah because i was like this isn't working this isn't working and i didn't have the i didn't have the bravery i didn't have the courage to hold my grounds right and i didn't have the skills or the tools to understand what a healthy relationship actually could be. Because I feel if two people love each other, they find their way if they're both in the work. Mm, yeah. And we actually did try therapy. Uh, he wasn't very willing to actually to say or talk during the sessions. Mm. Um, and I just felt like, and again, I, I was as much as at the time I was playing the villain, I was blaming him for everything. Mm. I see now that where I didn't take responsibility for my own stuff. I see it so clearly that I did not take responsibility because I wasn't aware. And so, yeah, that last time that I walked away and I, I, I was, there was a moment. It was, it was just, it was a hard no. Mm. There wasn't a, there wasn't a question of, could this be, could this, could we uh, put this back together? Could, could we salvage this? It just wasn't, yeah. a, it was, a, it was a, it was a, an F no. Yeah. Yeah. You know? you. Yeah. And, and with that being said, it's not that my ego didn't play games. My ego was like, oh, now you're going to be all alone and no one else is going to love you. And I kept saying, I kept listening to my heart because I knew it wasn't healthy. Mm, yeah. And I knew I wasn't healthy. The relationship with myself was toxic. Mm, and that yeah. that's what was showing up in that marriage. Do you know does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, yeah, wow. it does make sense. And you know, that's something that, you know, like what you said earlier as well, that our ego tries to protect us. Mm-hmm. Right? Like one job. Yeah. You say. Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, for a very long time and I feel like a lot of people will resonate with this for a very long time I thought the ego was the villain right I was placing it in the villain the circumstance like every time I was not able to do something I was not taking responsibility for it I was like well ego stopped me from doing it because you know it's like mm, I, I can do this like something will happen to me so ego was like don't do it and I was like okay you know what fine and like I was not taking responsibility for it and there comes a fine line and there comes a time where you just go, you know what, I, I need to do this, right? Like, let me take the step. Let me take that moment of bravery and let me just go and do this. So what was that like for you? Like, how did you kind of not hush down ego, but like moved with it? If that makes sense, if that question makes sense. Well, I worked through my limiting beliefs. Mm, yeah. My limiting beliefs were very... um loud in my head <laughs> and the more I was working on myself and working through and, and rediscovering what self-love is um and doing it with a lot of compassion like I said you're I was rewiring my brain of over 30 years 30 almost 40 years of 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 stories yeah yapping away in there blah 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 blah, blah right yapping away yeah. in there yeah like, that because what happens is when 
we'll go back to the trauma too much, too fast, too soon. So mm-hmm. I've had experiences. I've had, like I mentioned, I was, you know, bullied. I didn't say I was bullied in the playground. I was, which I didn't share here yet, but as an outcast, I felt I was bullied at school. I had, uh, in my household, there was, uh, mental, emotional, and physical abuse. Um, you know, and, and not to say, cause there's different levels of trauma. And I say the word levels because we as humans have, have measured it. However, your body doesn't measure it. Mm. Your body doesn't measure the difference between a rape or a bullet on the playground or your teacher telling you, you suck at math. Like mm. your body doesn't yeah. know the measurement the scale. It just knows trauma too much, too fast, too soon, <gasps> heightened, sympathetic, yeah. freak out belief system plugged in. I'm not good yeah. enough. I'm not lovable. I'm not yeah. deserving. I yeah. can't make money whatever it is. So I was working through those belief systems and that's what helped me unplug from the old belief and plug in, recreate new belief systems that are actually conducive to my present life of what I want to create for myself. And that's what I take my clients through subconscious reprogramming. Yeah. I love that, you know, Uh, mostly because I feel like, uh, because you have mentioned that you work with and around anxiety as well. Like as someone who's gone through anxiety, I feel like there are a lot of times where we we hear this voice, we hear our ego basically trying to protect us and doing that by overthinking and creating this entire mm-hmm. scenario of what can go wrong, like the worst case scenario, and then going two steps ahead and creating an even worst case scenario. <laughs> <laughs> and you just go like... And like, you know, you're aware that this can't happen, right? Like this is something that's extremely impossible, but your ego makes you believe that it's possible and it's going to happen to you. And a lot of these fears also show up for new entrepreneurs, right? Like personally for me, when I started coaching, I was like, and this is such a weird story and I share it very rarely because my mind went, I am going to empower people. But what if they take decisions that hurt them because they were empowered? And what if it all comes back to me? And then like, I will feel guilty about it throughout my journey. I'll be like, oh, I I made that happen. Like, and what if people in their family are going to go like, oh, Madhurima spoke to her and like she was feeling empowered. And so she did stuff and that made, you know, that hurt her. And so Madhurima is the one to blame. And I was just like, that makes sense. You know what? I should not do coaching. (laughs) This is so scary. And like, there was a voice going on in my head that, yo, this is too unbelievable to happen. And still there was this fear in my heart, this belief system that it might happen, right? Like there's, there's a good probability that it might happen. And so you should not do this. So I want to ask you like, what, like, even in your journey, you said that you were not, you know, like when people asked you whether you were a coach, you didn't believe in yourself enough. So what Mm -hmm. made you believe in yourself? You know, like what made you go? We're back to limiting beliefs. It's removing the old belief system and plugging a new one, knowing your worth, knowing your value, knowing we'll go back to the blueprint. Yeah. Right. We'll go back to the blueprint, the law of emergence. If something is being birthed, if you have this nudge on your heart, there's something there that wants to be birthed, whatever that is. It could be anything. It could be like, I want to write a book. It could be whatever it is that's there. Um, There is a, a beautiful if you will, signal to say, wake up, let's do this. Right. And so the more you clear out the limiting beliefs that are standing in your way and declare yourself what you truly are and who, and and like who you are and how you want to show up and, and, and notice your take full ownership of your value in the world. Mm -hmm. Cause it's your gift. Only you 
can deliver the gifts that you have. I could say the same words that you're saying and they're going to come out differently. Mm, yeah. Because my essence and my energy is not yours. Yeah. And that's why we, we need so many coaches yeah. or healers or whatever you want to call yourself because only you can deliver that gift. No one else can. And only your people are going to resonate with you. Like that kind of person is going to go, wow. I like, I can't tell you how many clients I have. Amy, I love your energy. Mm. I want to drink the Kool-Aid you're drinking because I, they relate to me and how I show up. Mm, yeah. I, I myself, I see other people that are coaches and healers and all the above in the world. And I love what they're saying, but I don't relate to their energy. Relate. See what I'm saying? Mm, right. We're energetic yeah. beings. We're energetic yeah. beings. This is yeah. what we attract. And yeah. so you get to honor that feeling, you know, and, um, I love, I want to share with you, you kept, you know, you, a few times you use the word voice. I hear this voice in my head. Mm, yeah. Would it be fair to say that you could exchange the, I heard the voice in my head for a part of me, mm, a part yeah. of me wants to do this. Yeah. So good. I, I just want to clarify that real quick because yeah. we as humans have a, um, a system it's called the, okay. Okay. So let me, I'm trying to make it more relatable, like a metaphor. Okay. So we have our families, you have your mom, your dad, your brothers, your sisters, your aunts, your uncles, your friends, your community, right? So they are your external family systems, yeah. right? They're outside of yourself. Yeah. Well, in the human design, they all, we also have an IFS, which is the internal family systems. And we call this parts work, which is what I take my clients through a lot as well. Again, I have a multiple toolkit and parts work is so fun because yeah. like you said, I hear this voice in my head. That is a part of you saying that part of you could be self-doubt, fear, anxiety, overwhelm, the worrier, mm -hmm. the people pleaser. The yes. self-saboteur, right? These parts of us show up and they are there again to keep us safe. Yeah. <laughs> and they were born or birthed at a certain time in life to keep you safe in a particular experience that you had. We'll label that as trauma, right? Yeah. yeah. And so these parts come up and they overtake the higher self. Mm. And so when I take my clients through a parts um, session, we're specifically speaking to different parts and allowing them to come to the surface, be seen and heard and felt and expressed and all of the above. And then we ask particular questions to help these parts simmer down mm. so that your higher self stays forward and present, almost like Beyonce. Beyonce's yeah. the star of the show, right? She's mm -hmm. doing her thing, right? And then behind her or what? You've got backup dancers, you've got musicians. Well, these are all your parts back here. Mm. Well, you wouldn't want the horn to come up on a Beyonce show and start being the star of the show, right? Yeah, yeah. You want you paid for Beyonce. Yeah, you paid for her. Yeah, in concert, in live time, right? Mm. So your higher self is forward, but sometimes yeah. these other parts start to again. We'll call it the false self, putting the masks yeah. on. Yeah, we've got to get back to the higher self. So we move yeah. those parts to the back. We give yeah. them different jobs so mm. they still feel important. Yeah. And then we move on, right? Yeah. Ooh, I love that. Practice. Yeah, I love that. And like, you know, like two things I'll say, right? Like from that, the very first being that we need a lot of coaches and healers and entrepreneurs who drive, like, you know, who are love-driven rather than fear-driven. And I know a lot of people starting out, there is this insane fear that there's someone out there doing the same thing that I'm doing. And mm -hmm. so... 
maybe I should stop doing this because I feel like they are doing it really well and I'm not doing it that well. And I just want to remind you, right? Like, because when you were sharing this story, this part of the thing, I was there. This makes a lot of sense because imagine having a family recipe, right? Like my mom makes this amazing dal and mm-hmm. which is basically legume soup, if you will. <laughs> and like, it's the same recipe, but the way she makes it and I make it, even if we do it simultaneously at the same exact time, we will mm-hmm. have different results, right? Mm-hmm. Like, as I yeah. said, our essence, uh, how are we speaking to it? How, how are we cooking? And I feel like cooking is also a part of spirituality and all of that because we are being completely aware. We are putting our love and energy into that to give someone else energy. And so, you know, that's that's crucial. Like, you are the only one who can do what you are doing the way you're doing it which is like chef's kiss. And I love that. And the second thing that I wanted to say was this, you know, when you said there are different parts of you, I resonated with that because um, even in my coaching there, you know, a lot of people when they are coaching, like, you know, when they come to me, when they're feeling burnt out, I noticed that there's one aspect of them that they put on a kind of a stage and like Mm. worship, like, and that could be like, let's say work. You're someone who's obsessed with your work. You're passionate about it. And so you're obsessed with it. And so anytime another part of you comes and goes, maybe we need to take a bit of rest. You know, you the higher, the work self is going to be like, nope. Like what if we miss some opportunities? We have to keep working. We have to keep working. So there's a lot of importance on this work self. And all the other selves are kind of like hushed and quieted down. And it's like, don't talk because you're not important. Like, And, and you know, that's the thing. We uh-huh. are made up of a lot of things I feel like you know we are made up of different versions like a part of me is a painter a part of me loves to read books a part of me loves to dance in the middle of the night and a part of me loves to sing like crazy in the showers and like these are all parts of me and every part is important right like like you said there's Beyonce and then there's backup dancers there's musicians there's all these people who are playing their roles playing their parts to let you shine and Beyonce is not just one self, it's you out there mm. doing the thing, right? Like it's your entire being out there doing the thing. But there are different parts of us that's going, yay, let's go, let's go. <laughs> so yeah, I, I love that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And to really simplify the parts work, um, like I know myself. Mm. We literally say the word, well, part of me really wants to go to that community event tonight, but part of me just wants to chill on the couch. Mm. Those are different parts of you. Yeah. You literally use the words. And then, so you get to ask yourself, well, what would my highest self like to do? What would be the best for me? Because sometimes we want to go to the event because we want to people please. Oh, I told so-and-so I'd mm-hmm. be there. And now I feel bad if I don't show up because then I won't get invited to the next thing and yeah. I'll be above. Yeah. So it's like, we, you get to really hear the language, mm. the thoughts that are going on yeah. and go, okay, well, who's, who's talking, who's yeah. up there. Yeah. 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 I love that a lot. And I want to ask you this. So you have mentioned this in the previous answers, um, but what is the one thing that you hope to achieve before starting work with a new client? The one thing, like the ultimate thing, it can be like, it can be not just the one thing, like there are many results that come up when you're coaching someone successfully, but what's the one thing that you would like to have every single time and you would like to achieve every single time? I would like to, um, I would like for them to have 
to feel super safe mm. and held in whatever they're moving through. Mm. And why is that important to you? Like, you know, that's important because when that doesn't exist, it is hard. It's much, much, much harder to get to the root of what's going on because they don't feel safe to open up. Oh, I love that. I love that a lot. And you mentioned this earlier that you help people. I'm so sorry for everyone listening and can hear my dogs barking like crazy. It's a part. It's a ritual by now. Like every podcast has to start with the dogs barking. It has to happen at least once during the meeting for it to be like a lucky charm. Good. Like it has well, then, to be. Then, <laughs> then we met the requirements today. We have. We definitely have. <laughs> so um, you mentioned that you help like during the process you help them reprogram themselves now as a coach i know that's possible but i want you to kind of briefly explain how this works you know like not the entire process of it but what's the method what's the system that goes on what's what are you doing basically when you're helping someone reprogram their mindset well blocks well I love this. This is a great question. And, 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 um, there's so much, Hmm. Wow. Okay. How do I keep it short and simple? The <laughs> easiest, let's see, the easiest way to explain it is we are reprogramming the mind, right? So we're, we're go first off, how do we reprogram something? Well, we need to know what's programmed already. So if I don't know what's the programming is, then I can't reprogram it for the most part. Ooh, right. Love it. Yeah. Um, so ideally we want to go in to a particular experience or age range or yeah we want to go in and see what what's there so mm. it's almost like you're what do they call those archaeologists you're excavating Ooh. you're excavating what's yeah. there and yeah. so now we know and i call them commands these mm. are the commands you've been telling yourself which are also limiting beliefs i'm not good enough i'm not worthy whatever that command might be and then almost always um when we're aware of the list of commands, there might be one or two that are like the, the humdingers that are like, Oh, that one's really heavy mm. because that one has a lot of charge behind it. Whether it's emotional, like when they say, Oh, when it's hysterical, it's historical, right? When you're, when something emotionally charges you, it's living in your body. It's, it's taking up real estate. Yeah. And so we'll go in and we'll identify where it's living. We'll go in and, and do somatic releasing around that area. We'll talk to that area. Um, we'll have a conversation with your parts and then we will declare what, what you would like to um, create moving forward. So mm -hmm. a declaration for yourself. And so once you have awareness around something, it's at the forefront of your mind. It's like having a pimple on your nose and you're like, well, I can see it. It's right there. How can I not see it? Right. No one else can see it, but you can see it. Yeah, you can see it. Mm. And so with awareness, now you get to hear that command. Mm. You get to feel it process and then get to the other side of it much quicker than, oh, I've got to sit in this for three more years. Because if you don't know, you don't know. Yeah. So once you know what you know, you can't unknow it. <laughs> Yeah. And now I know I get to consciously decide. Mm. And so I hear it, I catch it, I pivot and mm. I choose something different for myself. That's in alignment with my present self, not my past self. Mm. I love that. And you know, this really places power in you. 
as a human being that Absolutely. you have the choice and i know a lot of times a lot of times we don't feel like we have the choice a lot of times like you said you know we feel like we are in it so we are going through yeah. it and this yeah. is something that's required but we have the opportunity and it's not easily done i'll like some anxiety attacks mm-hmm. that i've had it's not like yeah. you know you, you can't just snap out of it like you're aware that this isn't it but like it's not easy to snap out of it but you have the choice to do mm-hmm. that to live from a more yeah yeah and something i love that you said i love that you shared you know it's not always easier it's not as easy said than done and from my experience sure right it's been challenging yeah. and yeah. we get to decide um it gets to be as easy as we want it to be. It gets yeah. to be easy. It gets yeah. to be easy. So it's not to say, cause we're measuring where our human brain measures. Oh, it's hard. It's easy, right? It's black or white. It's yes or no. It's, it's sweet or salty, right? We measure. Yeah. Yes. So when we hear the story, it's hard. How can we shift the, cause, cause words have energy, right? High vibration, low vibration words. Mm. So if I'm telling the universe, Hey, this is hard. Mm. The universe is a yes button it'll give us more hard. It's yeah. just saying yes to whatever we're saying. So how can I shift my, my word to, okay, well, maybe it's not easy yet, but it's getting easier. I'm mm-hmm. learning. I'm learning something here and it's getting easier Yeah. versus, oh my God, this is hard. I'm just going to play the victim. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I so love there, that. There's that, you know what I mean? It's, it's, the universe is always listening to our words. So how can we, and I'm a word junkie. Like I think it's so much fun to play with words. Yeah. So, and I catch myself all the time and, and I say, Oh, delete. And I say the new thing that I want to say. Yeah. That's well, a higher Yeah. I love that. You know, like we have the choice to choose what we say. Um, my next question is this. So you have mentioned some of the obstacles that you faced as a new coach. Uh, like when you were in the journey of transitioning and becoming a coach, what were some other obstacles that you faced in your journey when you were like going through the process of being a new coach and how did you overcome it? Mm. Well, the first thing that came in for me right now, as you asked that question was self-doubt. Can Mm. I do this? Can I do this? Can I uh, be of service to enough human beings or, and, or charge and have my rate be enough that I could sustain myself? And this is what I would suggest for anyone and everyone who's thinking about, oh, I'm going to quit my job or I'm going to do whatever, whatever that thing is where you're like all in, please do yourself a favor. Um, always have your basic needs met, whatever that looks like. If that means a part-time job, if that means you're spend, you know, you've, I don't know, maybe you've got an inheritance from a family member or you mm. won the lottery. I don't know what it is, but always have your basic needs met. Because if you're worried about paying rent, if you're worried about keeping food on the table, if you're worried about, you know, having a hot shower, that's not the way to go on to a discovery call. Or I like to call them disco calls with, with potential clients because you're in a scarcity mindset of like, oh my God, I have to, they have to sign up. They have to sign up or otherwise I don't have a plate, you know, I'll lose my, my home. Like don't put yourself in that position. Yeah, the best you can make a plan, make a make a plan, figure out a way that that is going to help you stay in a in a um, receptive mode mindset Mm -hmm. from a place that feels um, of service, not of scarcity. Yeah, I love that, you know, because there was a 
in the journey like you said you know in the very beginning there was this i need this i need this client i need this to work because if it doesn't yeah how am i going to pay the bills and now i'm just like you know what i need to be there for them and that's the you know like flipping the script basically like i need yeah. to be there for them not because they need yeah. me not because they yeah. need me but because right. i get yeah and that's the way that when we talk about this a lot in our group yeah. together uh, in our community is that that means you're making it about you Yeah. You know, it's no longer about the client. It's no longer about them. And it's not about you. Yeah. If you're here to be a service, if you have the blueprint on your soul to do X, Y, Z, and to give that gift to the world, trust that and understand that um, fi- money can come in different kinds of packages. Mm. Like it doesn't always have to come from clients. It can come from other ways. So if you can open up your, 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 um, receptive mode of, of, into a wider range of like, cause here's like, Oh, clients narrow, narrow versus, Oh, I can teach workshops. Oh, I can, I don't know, whatever. I can work part-time at the store or, Oh, mm-hmm. I can, you know, borrow money or whatever it is. that's going to help you stay out of the scarcity mindset. Oh yeah. I love oh, someone. So and so wants to give you a gift. Hmm. I mean, you never know. You never, never know. know. Yeah. Yeah. The universe loves to surprise us, right? Like that's something that came up for me. The universe loves to surprise us and we need to have that space open for yeah. it to surprise us. Um, yeah, exactly. I yeah. love how you said that. We, we, the open space yeah. to allow other surprises. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Love that. I wanted to ask you this. Um, what does spirituality mean to you? Hmm. Good question. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, spirituality means to me having faith in higher, something bigger than myself and having the knowing that I am tapped into that higher, something bigger than myself. Ooh. And that is pouring into my divine being mm-hmm. in this time, in this moment, right here, right now. And listening to the downloads or the hits or the ideas or whatever that come through and, uh, and being in, in a understanding that we're in collaboration with that higher. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a, I beg and pray and I beg and pray and I wait. It's actually, this is what I'm declaring for myself. This is what I'm creating. And we're going to, we're going to collaborate together. Yeah. Do you bring it into reality? I love that. I love that part that you said, right? In collaboration with your higher self and not uh, demanding of it, right? Love that. Um, as this is a spiritual podcast, I wanted to know, do you have any self-care or spiritual things that you love to do in your life? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I have crystals, like this is lapis, this is moonstone. I love crystals mm-hmm. and I'm still yeah. learning about them. So I don't know all of their qualities and things. I'm still mm-hmm. learning. Uh, and I, I do meditation every morning, every morning I go into a space and place, um, basically with my little girl first. That's the first thing I do. I hug a pillow and I let her know, I love you so much, no matter what you're my top priority. Um, and then I go into dreaming 
because our mind's the most malleable in the morning and mm. uh, in the morning hours. And so I go into visualization and what does it feel like? What, what is that going to provide for me? What does that look like? What does it taste like? And I think about my vision board and all the things that I'm um, creating. Ooh. And I often do breath work in the morning. And then I'll usually try and sit in silence for a good, at least five to 10 minutes, just sitting in silence. Mm. I love that. I love that. Um, I wanted to ask you this, like, have you in your life ever faced burnout? Like if you did, what was that experience like? Because yeah, yeah, like I love to get, um, so this is something that I believe I feel like spirituality and burnout are quite similar in terms of the fact that they're extremely unique to every being. Right. Like mm-hmm. my version of spirituality might be completely different to your version of spirituality and burnout is something that that's quite similar. Like my triggers might be completely different. Yeah. And your triggers. And so like, I like to create some sort of awareness around it just so that people can be like, Oh yeah, I feel like that has happened with me. Right. Like this mm-hmm. create some awareness. So yeah. Burnout to me usually looks like, uh, tired fatigue. Mm. Um, a lot of uncertainty, like fogginess in the mind. Like I can't, I can't focus Mm. and, um, uh, getting like, like snappy really quick, like, 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 uh, yeah. Like snappy with people, Mm. like kind of like reaction versus responding. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, Mm. my next question is this, what is, what has been your soul's conquest and what is your current soul's conquest? Hmm. Define conquest. Okay. So when I say the soul's conquest, I often imagine that we are on this journey called life. Our soul is reaching the destination, which is going from life to death. But um, we like in video games, we often go on a lot of side quests, which helps us gain like potions and equipment and lots of stuff that helps us in the main quest. And so the soul's conquest is kind of like the side quest that helps us in our journey called life. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I feel like what has been a prominent, let's say soul's conquest of your past and what's shaping up to be a current soul's conquest. Um, I'd have to say, I've never thought about that, the video game thing, because I'm not a big mm-hmm. gamer, so I don't really know much about it. But I did I. play <laughs> when I was when I was a kid, I played like Pac-Man and things like that. Yeah. Um and so I'd have to say I actually just signed up for a a a new breathwork somatic releasing workshop mm-hmm. to learn more more things. Yeah. And so that's one of my conquests that starts in February. Excited yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. Love and that. uh and how that will support my ultimate um, you know, uh, creation as a coach is to have more tools for myself and to be able to give those tools and guide those tools through with my clients, because Mm -hmm. I also am a firm believer that I can't take my, my clients where I haven't gone yet. And so I get to do all of this work Mm -hmm. within so that I can bring it on, you know, internal to the external. So, yeah. How important do you think is doing the inner work for a coach? Like we'll focus on the coach, right? Like entrepreneurs, creatives all have to do that. But like as a coach, what is your personal experience in doing the inner work? Um, well, I'll be blunt. <laughs> if you're not doing the inner work, you shouldn't be coaching. Mm. Oh, yeah. 
yeah. period. If you are trying mm-hmm. to teach someone something you haven't experienced yourself and gotten to the other side of, or on your way to the other side of, then you're not supposed to be freaking doing it. Am I like, I, I think that's, that's what I would call uh, fraudulent practice mm. or, or maybe even dare to say imposter syndrome. Like, yeah. like you're trying to be someone, but you're actually not fully embodied mm. in the practices that you're trying to guide someone else through. Mm. Yeah. I hear that. Like, <laughs> like that in a work is, is and I don't, I don't, I don't want to discourage you if you're like, mm. Oh, well, I don't have any clients yet or, or practice on, on give, give your, like get, get together with your friends and say, Hey, I'm learning this. Can I practice so that they understand it's a practice. Yeah. They understand like a beta test, if you will, or something like that. Mm. Yeah. I yeah, love I'm a, I'm a, yeah. I just, yeah. Yeah. Oh, unless it's, unless it's like journaling prompts. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like if you're taking them through somatic releasing or subconscious reprogramming or breath work or trauma informed, you know, um, yeah. you know, moving through trauma loops and things like that, like you better damn well. And I feel have already yeah. you know, moved your way through. Yeah, no, I hear you. And that's, I feel like that's a bitter pill to swallow, but it's, it's the, it's the reality of it, right? Like you've said this before as well, that don't like, you don't feel comfortable taking somewhere there where you haven't been, where you haven't like done, done the work. So I completely agree. Like, again, inner work is something that's long and it's constant. (laughs) I do want to, I want to preface this though. And it's not to say that you have to wait till you're perfect because you're already perfect period. You're perfect, whole and complete as you are. Yeah. My point is I wouldn't go and try something that I saw on Instagram because someone did on a client Mm. until I've actually experienced it. And so I can speak from my heart not my head. Right. And say, right. you know, here's the experience. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that a lot. My next question is this, what is something that has recently created a lot of impact in your life? What kind of impact? Any kind of impact, like, you know, happiness, sadness, lots of emotions, some impact that you know like you noticed the impact like i'd like to say it like that you've noticed you were aware of the impact not something that went by you and you you know like yeah Uh, well i mean my father passed away in the fall and that was a massive impact on my myself my family yeah Yeah. i'm sorry uh, but thank you so much for sharing that of course yeah. yeah Yeah. My last question to you is this. What is the one last thing that you would like to leave my listeners with? First off, thank you for listening. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for being here. Thank Mm. you for being the epic human that you are in the world for whatever that you, that you do, your gifts, your talents, your services. Thank you so much because the world needs you, whatever that is. And, um, if you need support, if you felt like a certain thing that we spoke into resonated with you, please reach out. Remember that you're not alone in the world mm. and you get to have support in your journey. It's a gift that you can give yourself. And I can promise you this. Once you do, if you haven't already, you will do it for the rest of your life mm. because it is a game changer. 
Yeah. Get yourself in community, get yourself into a support system, whether it's a one-on-one coach, something so that you feel fully supported because the journey that you're on, especially as an entrepreneur can be challenging. It can feel overwhelming. It can feel impossible at times. Mm. And if you surround yourself with people who believe in you and give yourself that permission to feel supported by asking for help, which is one of the hard things we all often resist, especially as women. Yeah. (laughs) I'm telling you, it it will change your life forever. I love that. I love the, I love the part where you said, give yourself this gift because seriously, it's something that we have the ability, right? Like we have the ability at any point of time in our life to give ourselves any sort of gift that we might require. And, you know, it's not supposed to be like, you know, it can be something that's expensive. It can be something that's free, can be anything, but like start. I feel like that's important when it comes to um, helping yourself as well as just to start your journey and figure things out as you go. Thank you so much, Amy. This was such a wonderful conversation. I had so much fun. Um, A lot of things resonated. And I feel like that's something that a lot of people listening to this podcast at whatever point in their life will resonate to as well. So thank you so much for sharing your journey, sharing. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much. Awesome. Amazing. Thank you so much for staying till the end, you guys. Let me know if you had the urge to pee after listening to today's word of the day. Let me know if you're hydrated enough. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Or am I? Anyways, let me know if you had an amazing takeaway from today's episode. If you did, please take a screenshot of this podcast episode and write your takeaway. Tag me at Madhurima. That is M-A-D-H-U-R-I-M-A underscore freedom soul coach. Tag me on Instagram. You can also rate and review on Apple Podcasts. I'm extremely excited for you to listen to our next episode. Before I go, if you would like to support this podcast, please head over to the link in the description of the podcast. There will be a way for you to support us on Patreon or just share this episode. That goes a really, really long way. Share this episode with people that you think would genuinely learn a lot from it. And I'll see you in the next one. That's it. Bye.